Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. It's about moving on and carrying a positive memory with me of them. Like how did his life change me and impact me? And how am I going to carry a part of him that's positive with me and actually keep a piece of him into my personality? Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. All right, we're back and it has been a minute. 
It has. And he said, she said, has been off the air for about a month. And yeah, I really think it's important for us to not only talk about why, but to also give people the opportunity to give themselves some grace if they need some space. Yeah. So for those of you listening that uh, don't know, we were gone for seven weeks. We just got back yesterday. And it was really a very unexpected uh, reason that we were gone. So first we left because a lot of the rioting that was going on in LA was literally on our street, literally you know, crushing Santa Monica and, and, and the block that we are on here. So we left because uh, we didn't want to um, you know, be subject to some of the stuff that came along with the rioting. But then when we were gone, what happened was we got a call and my dad, who I am super close to, uh, passed away completely unexpectedly. You know, 72 years old, uh, young, vibrant, just totally unexpectedly. And so we had to drop what we were doing and rush up to Wisconsin to be with my mom and to take care of all the plans and everything that went on. And those two things together turned into seven weeks away from home, completely unexpectedly, where we had to, you know, interrupt our life and and just figure things out. And it turned out to uh, be a really a beautiful blessing of different perspective. Yeah, talk about the ups and downs and how something so painful can also bring beautiful things. But truly, one of the most amazing men has been taken from us way too soon. Uh, Definitely one of your best friends, someone who you were getting even closer to as the years were going by, someone who you uh, would spend four months of every winter with bike riding. Just about every day we would see them Um, and someone who's given us so much wisdom. What are some of the, just, just real quick, what were some of the favorite lessons from your dad or just some of the things that he left with you or taught you? I mean, first and foremost, it has to be how positive he was. He was positive when he woke up. He oh my was God. positive when he went the to bed. The most positive. He was positive all the time in between. And this is one of my greatest takeaways is I am by default a very, very positive person. And a lot of that or most of that comes from my dad's example. And it makes everything in your life that much sweeter when you're positive. Mm-hmm. When you see it with a positive default instead of a negative default. It makes possibilities show up that much more when you see everything with a positive default instead of a negative default. and. I mean, the bottom line is people just want to be around someone who is uh, optimistic and positive and has a can-do attitude way more than they want to be around the negative Nancy. Sorry if your name's Nancy, but the <laughs> negative person who's always going to find what's wrong with the situation. And so I'm really grateful for that gift. What What did he give you? Oh, you know, I mean, there it's a laundry list. We've we've sat around and talked about so many of the gifts, and we haven't even covered half of them over the past month of you know his passing. But I can honestly say I've never heard him complain once. And he did everything for everyone and lived for... He lived for everyone. He couldn't wait to do something for us to make sure we were all having good a good time, whether that was when he had bought the boat a while back because he knew we all wanted to get on the water and go wakeboarding and go water skiing or whether he was, you know, remodeling the home because he knew that we wanted a sun deck or somewhere we, we could sit outside or whether he was... Uh, building a dock or put installing a dock because he knew that he could create these special family moments. Um, or just when he would be out here in the winter, just constantly asking what he could do, what could he fix? He lived to serve. And, and his sentence was always... That's what we do. That's what matter. we do. We're doesn't Italian matter what you do. For things like, oh my God, I can't believe you worked on this all day. Just, that's what, that's we, what do. we do. And that's what he meant about family. He was so family centered mm-hmm. that he made the family motto. That's what we do. And now we're all here for each other. And we really live by that. No matter what help the family needs, you know, whoever's strength that is, 
they jump right in. And it's just this, this attitude of that's what we do. You know, and I think it, honestly, just adopt adopting that of that's what we do. Um, even through all of the RVing on the way home when we had so many different things go wrong, I literally just kept thinking like, this is what we do. Like you just problem solve and you move through it. You don't get pissed. You don't get aggravated. Um, you know, you just step up, you show up. And that's what, that's what we do means to me as I took it from him is no matter what, even with this podcast, even with working sometimes, even with, you know, having to show up in really challenging things, instead of being like, oh, this is hard. It's kind of like, that's what we do. It's your identity. You just show up. And also it's just, it's a beautiful reminder that the resistance is typically the thing that's harder than actually doing the thing. And I think for him, that's what it always was. He just found joy in just pouring himself into the thing. Yeah, for sure. So aside from the lessons from dad, because like you said, there's you know numerous lessons. what did you learn about your seven weeks of instantly hitting the off switch on your life and all of a sudden finding the seven weeks where we didn't think we would ever be able to find that long, where we're not working, where we're not you know doing the daily uh, do that we do all the time. It We found some silver linings in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing, if I'm going back to the beginning, is the realization that the stress in our life is a choice. I'm not saying you don't have problems. I'm not saying that it's not real and there isn't a lot going on in the world, but the choice to continue focusing on it is up to us. Because at any given moment, no matter how stressful your life is, as long as nobody's you know, physically pulling you out of your house or, you know, beating you down or something like absolutely crazy. If you're just standing still or listening to this podcast and you have the ability to go out into the forest or mother nature or outside or sit on your front lawn or your porch or whatever that is and let go of the thoughts that are holding you hostage, you don't have to be in a state of panic or frenzy at all times and your nervous system doesn't have to be on fight mode at all times. And it's really the thoughts. And I know that this is what both of our podcasts are always about is so much the thoughts that we're thinking. So that was huge to me to observe how my brain was going crazy at first. Like, what am I going to do? I feel too sad to even say anything. I don't even know what to say. Is life going to like, is our job, you know, our business is going to be okay. Are things going to actually happen? Is my business stalled? What's going on? And it was like, the second that I started to learn like these thoughts that I'm feeling so stressed out by, I don't have to think them. I could go out on the boat and just be on the lake and realize that they didn't have to come with me. Like you can go and do some of the things and enjoy these smaller things. And that's what it really made me realize is when someone is torn away from you, who you were absolutely in love with and changed your life, that there's not a whole lot that feels like matters for a certain period of time. You kind of start questioning everything. And one of the biggest things for me was I questioned my stress level or my ner- like even having my nervous system just always be anxious. And I thought, what am I doing to myself? Like what really matters? What am I making matter that doesn't feel good right now that actually may not matter at all? So that was the biggest the biggest thing for me. You know, what stood out for me having seven weeks away was when we got back, the house was in even better shape than when we left it. The businesses were in outstanding shape. Everything kept moving forward. Light Pink, your drink company kept moving forward without you and me doing the moving forward of the things mostly. 
And the biggest takeaway was if you really want to be able to step away from your businesses and your normal life, a lot of being able to do that is going to have to do with who you've set up around you in your life. And this is not new news. You've heard this before, but boy, did we actually get to live this out. Our team that kept the wheels on the bus, right down to my brother and Jackie that picked up the slack when you and I needed slack to be picked up. Susie, our amazing housekeeper and house manager who stayed and lived at this house for seven weeks with her family. And we came back, we're like, oh my God, she cleaned the grout. She did like things that, oh you know, my God. she literally I'm made the house better than we were every day. She scrubbed the shower head. It's, um, it, she's absolutely <laughs> amazing. And so if you surround yourself with the right people, they will absolutely lift you up when you need an extended time out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to mean that your business or your life is going to fall apart. It should actually mean that it stays together and keeps moving forward. And so I'm just so grateful that we did assemble the right people in our life that allowed us without notice to hit the off switch and not come back for seven weeks. Yeah. I think my second one is that it doesn't have to be hard and things can actually be happening for you while you are away and recharging that the step away and the leaving and the perspective shift that you get when you are stepping away in the space is actually not just a good thing. It is a requirement and it is not going to feel good. You are, you're going to feel addicted to the doing and to the moving things forward. But I want to share a perspective that I heard the other day. And it is that we are kind of in this space of unknowing and this space of kind of having this void of uncertainty. And it's not that it's new because of what's going on. It's always been there, except we, um, you know, and in this, within this space and this void is kind of like what God or the universe is going to already be doing because of the seeds that you've planted, the thoughts you're thinking, the people you're around, the energy that you're holding. So if that's all been positive, certain things are going to happen and come your way no matter how much you fill your schedule. So I just observed that all of the seeds that I had planted were still sprouting despite me not having a completely packed schedule and actually living my life and giving it space. So what would happen is over this period of time where normally I would have been waiting for something or worried about this meeting or worrying something would fall through, I just kept saying, God, I'm throwing this in your hands. This is all in your hands right now because I have no control and I truly can't focus on certain things. So I'm leaving it up to you to just take care of this for right now because I know that I've done all the right things, but I'm just going to put this in your hands. And it was absolutely amazing to watch how I was able to go and be with family and live life and connect really deeply and be in nature and things still happened. Now, would those things have happened back home? Totally. Still would have happened back home even if I was just as busy, but I was observing how it doesn't have to be hard. Maybe we don't have to constantly fill our schedules with everything so that we feel productive. Yeah. Boy, am I guilty of that. I mean, I here's my big realization that you don't have to be as busy as you allow yourself or set yourself up to be in order to continue to move the needle forward. And I I mean, I came back like rethinking everything. And I think it's good to rethink everything every, at least once a year. For sure. Not once every two years. Rethinking what I want to do and how often I want to do it and in what way I want to do it, where I want to live, 
how I want to spend my fun time and my free time, what things I want and what things I don't want. Mm -hmm. All of that got radically uh, rethought and is being rethought as we speak right now. And it's good to get those perspective shifts, Mm -hmm. to get those calls where you're like, wait, life is really short. How do I really want to spend this life? And where and with whom do I really want to spend this life? Because you can really be stuck in a good life, but what if there's a great version of that life? Mm -hmm. And I know we talk about that a lot. I'd say one more big takeaway was this. For anyone out there that needs to hear it, you can be simultaneously sad and happy at the same time, or Mm -hmm. you can simultaneously have a tragic event or two and still have a happy uh, life or happy days, happy weeks, happy months at the same time. Mm -hmm. Now, there's this really weird guilt I felt uh, a few weeks into us being home where we were out wakeboarding every single night at sunset and we were with our loved ones having a blast and we were laughing and telling stories. We were having fun and we ended up having, (laughs) we all voted unanimously, the best summer of our life so far Mm -hmm. that was brought together by tragedy. He gifted us that. Right? And I had such guilt around, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be sad or I'm supposed to be down or I'm supposed to be mourning or I'm supposed to be doing this or that. When really, I was really just having a really great summer with sad moments, right? <laughs> Lots of sad moments each day, but overall, this is the best summer I can remember. And hey, we're only halfway through, so that's good. So I, I thought that was a really interesting lesson that you can simultaneously be down and out, yet still wildly happy. You can simultaneously have a tragic event or tragic events and still be wildly happy. You can simultaneously be sad for moments, but overall expect a happy day, week, and month out of yourself. Yeah. And you know, grief is different for every single person. Just like stress is different for every single person. Um, Grief is really interesting because it's just like sets of waves in the ocean. It's like, all of a sudden it'll just hit you and it will freaking take you down. Like some of us, it would be all different times for all of us. And someone would just burst out crying and the other person would maybe be having like an okay moment and we would all just try to support each other in that way. And I also, just like everything, it's so interesting. And this is not to like bypass grieving whatsoever, but you know, when you are in a grieving period and you lose someone and your life has dramatically changed, it's never going to look the same. Your holidays that you adore and, you know, love and plan for and, you know, these special moments that we we are an extremely close family, it's, it's different. Traditions. It's different. And you mourn the loss, not only of the person, but of all of those moments that you were looking forward to of, of the a future, way of a way of life, a way of being, a way of feeling of certainty in your life. And, you know... With grief, it's kind of like, it's what you focus on. There are a lot of things that sometimes we would all go in these different spirals that were, you know, you need to go on them, but you also shouldn't necessarily stay on them for a super long period of time. Otherwise you will never, it's it's hard to come back from them when you are focusing on maybe, you know, thinking of something really negative, thinking of the pain, thinking of their last moments, thinking of, you know, just the really tragic, horrible thoughts that aren't necessarily going to help you get into a place where you actually remember good memories, where you actually can move on um, with your life and keep them with you. So I think it's, you know, grief is strange because we're all doing it in a different way. And I know for me, it's not about like moving on and getting past them. It's about 
moving on and carrying a positive memory with me of them. Like how did his life change me and impact me? And how am I going to carry a part of him that's positive with me and actually keep a piece of him into my personality? Like I'm actually adopting parts of him into who I am in my personality. And that's how um, you make people live on is you become the part of them uh, and you keep that part of them alive through you. Yeah. And I think that's really maybe to put a bow on this thing, maybe that's the punchline. I think one of the goals of life is to collect people mm-hmm. and collect moments and collect lessons and then live and embody the best parts of those people, the best parts of those moments, the best parts of those lessons so that you can then pass those on to somebody else who needs them. And that's mm-hmm. really the, the giant intertwined um, world that we're supposed to live in. Everybody collecting the best parts from each other and sharing them with the next person who's looking for those best parts to be influenced mm. into their life. And if we all just do that, then I think everyone's going to t- turn out pretty damn good. Oh my God. I love that. It's so beautiful. All right, you guys. Well, if you love this episode, what we would love is if you would just tag us and let us know what your takeaway was, because I really feel like we are going to be able to pass on um, parts of your dad, William Harder, to everybody who's been listening. And maybe you will... Um, take a piece of his personality into your life and send it out to other people. And I know that no matter what, anyone who got to meet or be around your dad was changed forever. They called him a hero. Um, So much fun, brilliant, amazing, beautiful man. So you guys, until next time, earn your happy and just follow Chris Harder. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, Not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a 
paywall too. And you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use and it has a free 14 day trial for you. So you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14 day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you wanna create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're gonna customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. 
That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.